Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in the Challenge universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated Challenge Historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for being here with us today. It's Tuesday, which is actually a lie. It's actually Monday night, very late on Monday night right now, but by the time you're listening to this, it'll be Tuesday. It'll be 24 hours away from a brand new episode of season 37, Spies, Lies, and Allies, which means it's time for our super fast review preview. Get us caught up and ready to go for tomorrow night's episode. As always, there are going to be three sections to this Tuesday review preview podcast. First, a 90-second review of everything that happened in last week's episode. Then, a discussion of anything that went down on Aftermath or in the between time from last week's episode to today, which again is very late on a Monday night right now when we're recording this. So if anything crazy happens Tuesday morning and then this episode posts, sorry about that. Finally, then our third and final section will be our predictions and thoughts heading into tomorrow night's episode eight. So with that, let's dive right on in with that 90 second recap of everything that happened last Wednesday night in the conclusion of the two part Big Brother meltdown. All right, as always, we got to get our brains wrapped back around everything we saw last week, review it very quickly so that we can then talk about what has happened in the in-between time and get set up for tomorrow night's episode. So 90 seconds on the clock. We've got a streak to protect here, y'all. We've done this twice in a row. We've actually got it in under 90 seconds. Now, to be fair, last week, it's because the episode was only 60 minutes long, and I think today we're going to be able to accomplish it as well because, again, another 60-minute episode, but there was a lot. So here's everything that happened in Episode 7 in 90 seconds or less. Hitting the start button in 3, 2, 1, let's go. We immediately see the aftermath of the fight between Josh and Fessy. Josh is standing on tables, yelling like a child. Amber and Esther Esther are hashing it out over the thrown drink. Casey gets put in the middle of the whole thing and smartly just exits stage left, says, nah, you ain't doing that to me. And Amanda, among others, many others, put Corey and Tori on blast for instigating the whole thing in the first place. And the two of them, Corey and Tori, go on a full-blown apology to her for it. The next day, Josh and Fessy have heart-to-heart and are back on the same page, back to being brothers, but it's all for naught because TJ shows up and tells Esther and Josh they get to stay. Fessy, he's got to go home. He's got 15 minutes to pack and get out. He is deactivated. An elimination still has to happen, though, so everyone deliberates and picks Esther to go into the lair, knowing she has no partner with Fessy gone and that it'll make an easy one-on-one elimination for the second week in a row. At the lair, it's a hall brawl, and Casey and Emmanuel pick Emmy to go in, who has asked them to do so because Emmy wants to get out of her partnership with Huey. After a hard-fought battle where some heavy hits were thrown by both Emmy and Esther, Emmy is able to prevail, sending Esther home. Emmy makes her selection and takes Uncle CT, her dream partner, going against her word that she gave to Berna that she would not do exactly what she then did. Berna's now with Huey, very upset about that, a new rookie-rookie pair, and that's where things end off. Did it again. Boom. 82 seconds, and we even felt like we were long-winded on that one. So that is everything that happened last week on that 60-minute episode, that kind of part two of the Big Brother breakup slash part two of the Emmy episode, as we called it. So that's everything that happened now. Let's talk about everything that has happened since and move into the between time. 
So as always, with the Between Time, the first thing we want to talk about is the Challenge Aftermath, airing on YouTube, immediately posted right when the show is over. If you are not watching, our disclaimer, as always, is Devin Simone does a wonderful job. The whole production crew, everyone has set up a good after show for what's the first in a very, very long time, if ever, in Challenge history. A really good after show and interesting and worthwhile. So if you're not watching it, you should do that. But if you missed it, that's what we are here for, part of why we are here. So on Aftermath, a couple things to discuss. The first one is the majority of the show is about, uh, you know, the fight, obviously, and that Fessy goes home and Fessy owns it. But um, we're going to get to that in a second because a lot of the between time focused on Fessy and his podcast tour and all things related to the aftermath of this fight. So we'll talk about that uh, at the end as our leeway into the actual between time. The other things from aftermath, though, that were worth pointing out. Um, first one is Devin, uh, not host Devin, as she likes to call him, Guy Devin or Devin Guy. Um, uh, Devin Walker from the show is clearly in charge of this game, clearly has the strategy down way better than anyone else in the house. It's been obvious in some of the episodes, but it's even obvious in the aftermath when he explains how everything was shaken out, where everyone stood in the house and everyone else is just like locked in, like, oh, like this is all new information to them, even though it all happened to them, you know, a month or two months or three months, however long ago it actually was between when they are filming these aftermaths and when the show happened. But he's clearly got control total control over the house and the strategy and the narrative of this season of the show. He's in complete and utter control. Another thing to point out um, that won't end up coming to matter much for the season, but could have, is that Esther and Casey have some beef. They kind of go back and forth on Aftermath about Casey not giving Esther her choice once they were in the lair, which Esther claims Casey promised she would. Casey, what seems to be in a very genuine and shocked manner, is like, I don't know what the heck you're talking about. Like, I told you the three people we were considering, one of which was Emmy. That's what I put in there. And basically, they don't agree. So it's the second person now, Esther and Amber, on last week's Aftermath. And within these episodes, kind of go at it on, is Amber lying or not? And Esther swears she is. And now Esther swears Casey is lying about something. And Casey, uh, again, genuinely the the shock seemed real of like I don't know what the heck is going on what you're talking about right now so who knows who we're going to believe on that one but it won't really affect the season going forward because Esther did end up going home um one then correction and I'm just reading these in the in the order I had notes from watching the show a correction on everything about that I said about Devin uh just momentarily ago and also every compliment I've ever given Devin um, which is a lot of them in the history of this podcast and just in my general life in relation to this show. Obviously, I'm a big Devin fan, but I'm going to have to take it all back right now because halfway through the Aftermath show, Devin claims that Josh is one of the best political players of all time on the challenge. And that just makes me rethink everything I've ever said about Devin and his uh, intelligence that I thought he had in spades. And now... I'm second guessing um, ever saying any of those words. So, Devin, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to earn that one back. I need you to get out there on the social channels and rescind that statement immediately because uh, we're just we're just we're not gonna debate it much. But it's not true. Anyways, um, the final thing about aftermath that should be pointed out is the votes. Last episode of aftermath, we didn't get any votes revealed because there wasn't votes on the show. This time there was, and with those votes, they don't really talk about it in. 
on Aftermath. The only one they talk about is Berna voted for Amber and Devin. CT and Devin lets it be known, you know, CT saw Berna do that. And that was one of many reasons why he was kind of like, I need to get out of this partnership. But the one they don't talk about at all is that Ed, Jeremiah, and Priscilla, all three voted for Berna and CT whose names had not been brought up in any which way amongst, you know, who should go in, the the fight that happens, anything. Bernard and CT's names were in no one's mouth except for each other's. Um, and Ed, Jeremiah, Priscilla, three rookies who were not hearing almost anything from on the strategy front or really knowing totally where they stand, did maybe have a little bit of group think here of like, should we start to, you know, everyone's kind of divided. There isn't a clear pick here. Should we maybe take a shot? And also should be noted Big T and Josh, but really Big T is the one to note, voted for Emmy and Huey. She did not go with the house. So I'm kind of foreseeing out of that, you know, Big T had already been on the outs a little bit with some of the vets. Um, and now Ed, Jeremiah and Priscilla, rookies for the first time all season, at least a couple rookies here getting together, voting for someone. So just something to note for future episodes. Maybe there's a little new alliance brewing or that could brew. Um, then the between time. Let's Let's talk about Fessy. Fessy goes home. We predicted that. Um, it was the only prediction for the last uh, episode that we got right, and that was because heading into last uh, the show, uh, he had been on Johnny Banana's podcast, and I had said after listening to that, while he tried not to give anything away, it kind of was clear to me that he was about to be sent off the show or had gotten sent off the show. Um, that came true. He did get sent on the show. Now, he does a full podcast circuit. He wasn't just on that Bananas pod, you know, a couple weeks ago. He was on Challenge Mania. He was on uh, the official Challenge podcast with Tori and Anissa. He was on an Us Weekly Watch what Watch With Me pod, something. I don't know. I just saw some clips of it because we're going to get to the clip from it, the very specific one in a moment. But he does the whole podcast circuit, and he's got to say, everywhere he goes, including on Aftermath, as we alluded to before, he totally owns it. He admits, you know, I should not put my hands on someone. I'm the, I'm the reason I got sent home as much as others instigated it, as much as, you know, I feel like some others maybe did worse things than me. I own it. That's my guy. I shouldn't put a hand on someone and he owns it and good for him. He handles all this really, really well. And it is the first time uh, this season or any season that I feel like anyone not named me uh, at least has some positive feeling towards Fessy for a, a brief moment in time, whether it's fleeting or not. And everyone still hates the guy and is going to root against him if he continues to get cast on this show. Who knows? But he does uh, seem to win over most of the hosts that he's talking with. And it's because it's genuine. It's appreciated. He gets a little vulnerable. He talks more about what he says in the episode to Josh about never winning anything. And all the podcasts he did, I was uh, very impressed. I was I got a lot more from it than I kind of expected going into those podcasts. So Fessy Fan Club is still going strong over here at the Challenge Historian. But a couple things related to Fessy going home that we got to talk about. First is... He does mention on, I, I apologize to whoever does it, it's, it was either with Us or People, some magazine, um, a Watch With Us, oh, it's, it's Us magazine, it's Watch With Us, I believe is the name of the podcast, a short little podcast uh, about a bunch of different shows, but this one, they, they had Fessy on, they talked to him about this episode of The Challenge, and he mentions on it, which would then spread like wildfire on social media, that Josh split Fessy's chin open with a broken glass or a piece of broken glass from one of the glasses, multiple glasses that were thrown by Josh. We only saw the one, but it sounds like there was maybe more than one that were thrown at some point during all of this. Um, we're not sure before or after the little face smush that got Fessy sent home went down. But if this is true and he, if Josh caused, 
what it's obviously small because the next day he doesn't have any big bandage or anything on it but um if he caused any sort of cut even the most minor whatever he still means that glass created by josh was getting near enough to potentially injure people and speaking of josh um if this is true why is josh on the show still why is fessy the one gets sent home and not both of them if anything um and that got me thinking i didn't really talk about it after the recap episode but uh josh has more of a history with this than i i even as a dedicated historian of the show was remembering in the moment in a handful of great people out on the social media and especially on instagram uh, made made light of this and you know showed shared the highlight reels of Josh over the now five seasons that he's been a part of and how almost every single season something of this nature happens with him. Started back on War of the World 2 when he in C- gets in CT's face and he kind of eggs CT on and tries to get CT to punch him, um, which thankfully CT doesn't, but also would have been cool maybe. Um, we're we're kidding. We're not promoting violence here in any way. But if you're gonna egg a guy like CT on, um, you know, some things are coming your way. Maybe who knows? But he gets in CT's face in more of the worlds too, and it's you know it's not, no physical altercation. No one's sent home. But uh, the first of what became a pattern. Because then on Total Madness, we remember now and saw the clip going around a lot of just because he and Swaggy uh, get in an argument. Swaggy C. Um, back on Total Madness, get in an argument in their little bunker bar. Swaggy calls him one name, just like is leaving the table, leans in and calls him one name, which we're not going to repeat here. Um, not anything that deserves what then happened. As Swaggy walks away, Josh gets up and throws a drink on him and then tries to fight him. Um, so gets in CT's face on World of Worlds 2, throws a drink and gets in the face of Swaggy on Total Madness and begs him to punch him and dares him to punch him and gets sent home, noticing a pattern here. Then on Double Agents, he two-hand shoves Devin down, luckily onto a couch, but straight up, you know, gets all angry and aggro right in Devin's face. Devin very calmly is like, I don't know what's going on right now. And Josh two-hand shoves to the chest as hard as he can, knocks Devin down onto the couch. Um, Very physically more violent than what Fessy does to him in this last episode. Um, And then later, after yelling back and forth, the infamous at this point, what's eight times nine? Um, Don't have the shirt on for this episode, but it's over there in the closet right now. Uh, Josh punches the building over and over. He kind of just cries and yells and runs around and blubbers his way through a bunch of attempted insults, all kinds of crazy stuff. And then this season, obviously, we get this big mess with Fessy. So that's four times in five seasons that he has gotten in some sort of physical altercation, thrown a drink on someone, got in someone's face, and in all four of them, tried to encourage the person to hit him or lay hands on him to get them sent home. So it's a pattern at this point. Four out of five. I mean, I'm sorry. And when the fifth one's your rookie season, so it's four in a row now. It's a pattern. And also, it is mentioned to kind of double back to what that quick clip from Fessy that says, you know, maybe Fessy's chin got cut from a glass from Josh, or there was more to what we that we didn't see on camera. Amanda mentions on Aftermath that the day after this all went down, before TJ comes to the house, 
Everyone was pretty chill with Fessy, including her, because she thought that Josh was for sure going home and that Fessy was for sure staying and that others in the house felt the same way. It's why everyone was kind of like mourning Josh that morning and why he was on such edge going into TJ showing up. So that kind of adds some credence. And definitely from what we saw on the show, like everyone, it was like Josh was freaking out. But the morning TJ came and Fessy seemed a little bit shocked and kind of speechless in the moment when Fessy says, Josh, you're staying, and then Fessy, you're going home. So um, a lot to chew on there, a lot to digest. We never know with the the show or any reality show, you know, we only see what they show us, and there's a lot more that potentially happens. Sounds like there's a lot more that maybe happened with this. All in all, all I got to say is there's been a lot of sh- uh, clips shared, not just of the stuff Josh did, but of other things that have been allowed or not allowed to have happened in recent seasons from Tony and Shane literally throwing fists, pushing each other in the walls, swinging on each other, fighting on bloodlines, Amanda mushing Camilla's face multiple times one season in the same way Fessy did once to Josh here, Anissa doing the same thing to Trishel way back in. Uh, Pretty much every fight challenge history has been shared on social media um, in the last week-ish here. Um, And most of them, uh, what Fessy did doesn't stack up with a lot of the others that have not got people sent home. So um, whether this is just the new policy going forward, any single hand to a face of any kind, no matter how strong or violent or whatever is getting you sent home, so be it. We'll see if they stay consistent with that. And hopefully we don't have to see. Hopefully no one puts their hands on each other anymore in that, at least in the face or whatever. And, And anyway, I'm supposed to say it anyway. So that's what we'll say. But I stick with, I do not believe Fessy should have gone home. I do think Josh should have. And I do have to say that at this point, I would really, could really do with a season without Josh. Um, I'm, I don't know that I would say I'd never want to see him on the show again, but I think we got to get the guy a season off. I think we need to see some of these other, Casey and Fessy in particular there without Josh, without all of them there at the same time. So don't think Fessy should have gone home. Kind of think Josh should have, but we don't know all the facts. I don't know that we ever fully will. Anyways, that's everything that happened as far in the in-between time that affects the show, which is normally what we keep this to. But a quick note that doesn't affect the season in any way, but I just want to give a shout out is Mike the Miz, the challenge OG legend himself, now most famous man in professional wrestling, potentially um, entertainment star, The Miz, is just in full takeover mode right now. He is crushing it on Dancing with the Stars. No idea if anyone listening likes to watch that show. I actually don't watch the show, but I've been watching just The Miz's performance, uh, which he's had two of so far the day after. So The Miz is crushing it on Dancing with the Stars. Go watch, go vote for The Miz. You don't Again, you don't have to watch the full show. You can watch just his dances after the fact. Um, he was also on Celebrity Wheel of Fortune and... He's just the best. The Miz is really out there doing his thing right now. While I would love to see him on some all-star season in the future, I know with his incredible schedule, it's never going to happen. But we just want to give a shout out to The Miz because he's awesome and uh, he's doing awesome things right now. So that's that. Let's move into our final segment here, the preview and predictions for tomorrow night's episode. All right, it wouldn't be an episode of The Challenge Historian without some predictions. As always on the Tuesday Review preview shows, we make specific predictions for the very next episode. We make three every week. We keep track of the total. Right now, on the season, as of after last week's episode where we sadly went one for three, we will review those momentarily, but it brings our season total to seven and a half out of 16 on our predictions. We make three a week again, and there was two carryovers from the cliffhanger episode from 
week five and a half to last week's six and a half episode. And unfortunately, neither of those carryovers hit because last week, our three predictions, the one we got right is that we predicted Fessy would be sent home for his quote unquote punch, which he was. We got that right. Our other two, which were carryovers, we allowed ourselves to carry over because there was no elimination on the episode before, unbeknownst to us. So we carried over our first vet would go home via elimination and that Tori would be chosen as a new partner. Chosen, chosen, that's the right word, chosen as a new partner. Both of those carried over and still wrong. So one for three last week, bringing that season total to seven and a half out of 16. We got some work to do. We're under 500 again. We got to get back. We need a three for three week right here, but we're not going to take it easy. Well, maybe one of them. We might take one of them kind of easy, but we're, we're going to go all in here. Um, we're going to make some firm predictions for tomorrow night's episode eight. And those predictions are, again, these, as always, come without any, you know, I've seen the next week on. And that's it, which usually doesn't give anything away and doesn't give any of these answers away in any way. Um, have not watched the clips that will likely come out in the next 24 hours about what the daily challenge is and, you know, all the stuff they like to give away prior to the actual show airing in full. So no spoilers here, just my predictions. Three for tomorrow. What Number one. Tori and Ed, actually, I should do these in the order that makes more sense. Number one, Devin and Amber will win the daily challenge. Devin and Amber get a win and get that power. And I think with that power, prediction number two, Tori and Ed get voted in, which I guess wouldn't actually be Devin and Amber's doing, although they could help orchestrate it, whatever. Devin and Amber win the daily challenge. Tori and Ed voted in, prediction number two, voted in, not picked by Devin and Amber, voted in, house vote. And then third and finally, we're saying it again, third time's a charm. Our first veteran will go home via elimination. This has got to be the week. Episode eight, we have yet to lose a vet to an elimination loss this season. So episode eight, it's got to happen. There is a rookie-rookie pair left. There's Berna and Huey. Are they going to get thrown in? Probably. I'm probably going to get the Tory and Ed voted in prediction wrong. But I think this is the week with one rookie-rookie pair left, other alliances haven't formed, that someone steps up and says, you know what, let's save those two for later on down the line when one of us in power wants, you know, kind of an easy victory to be there in case we get thrown in or something. Tori and Ed get voted in, and Devin and Amber choose. Maybe they choose some rookies, and maybe Tori goes home, or maybe they choose another vet and a rookie. Somehow, some way, a vet goes home via elimination. Third time's a charm in this one. It's got to hit. So those are our three predictions. And... As far as a preview for tomorrow night's show, I think it's going to be great. I hope it's back to a full 90 minutes. I have not checked, uh, but I would assume that it would be. We'll back on our regular scheduled daily challenge elimination, the whole thing, all in one 90-minute episode. Um, but with that, that is all for this show. One housekeeping update, a very important housekeeping update. This will be the last show until next Tuesday or Wednesday, possibly. Um, and by that, I don't mean tomorrow or like later tonight when you're listening to this you're listening to this on a tuesday or wednesday possibly the following tuesday or wednesday there will not be a recap episode immediately after episode eight airs this wednesday reason being i am going to be a little bit busy getting married i head out tomorrow morning to go down to nashville where i'll be getting hitched this weekend and uh, there's events planned every single night starting wednesday night which means i will not be watching the episode uh wednesday night live which Honestly, maybe the first time I can say that in like, I don't know, like seven seasons. I want to say from Dirty 30 to now, I've probably seen every single episode live um, pretty confidently. So maybe like Rivals 3 era uh, maybe is the last time I missed an episode live. Regardless, I will not be watching live this 
week in another 24 hours or so from whenever you're listening to this. I will be staying totally offline in the days that follow the episode to not have anything spoiled. So no podcast from me Thursday. And instead, I am either going to do a recap show next Monday or Tuesday to get caught up or just get back to our regular Tuesday, Thursday cadence and just skip a recap episode altogether and move into a Tuesday review preview next week. Who knows? As much as I absolutely love doing this podcast, and I thank you all so much for listening, it's hopefully for a good reason and understandably not exactly my focus this uh, coming next few days and weekends. So if you do need your challenge podcast fix this week, and I'm not there to turn to like normal, I will give some shout outs and highly encourage you to check out the Redditors React podcast with my boys uh, Levi and George who do a wonderful job. I think those usually come out sometimes Thursday, sometimes Friday, depending on their schedule. So Redditors React podcast, great recap episodes over there. If you need to listen to someone recap episode eight, I would highly recommend Levi and George. You can also always read. I've uh, Given him a shout out a bunch of times on this and has deserved every single time. Alan Aguirre over on Medium does wonderful recaps. I think he has his own uh, podcast as well. Caffeine Confessionals, maybe something of that nature. Alan Aguirre, Medium, you'll find the uh, find the podcast too. So if you need some good challenge content in your life, check out either of those sources. Always great stuff coming from those folks. Either way, there's good stuff out there. Check it out. But then please, oh, pretty, pretty, please, come back to your favorite challenge historian next week. Don't let, let, don't let, man, I can't talk. Maybe it's a good thing I'm not doing another episode this week. Don't let one little episode off erase me from your podcast feed forever. And just so that doesn't happen, make sure you're subscribing, following, wherever you're listening to this, hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. Make sure you do get these episodes in your feed so that even if you miss me this coming Thursday, you won't miss me when I pop back up next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whenever it is, all right? So I hope you're looking forward to the rest of the season of Spies, Lies, and Allies as much as I am. I thank you for listening. I hope you will join me again sometime next week whenever I do come back to you. I'll be a married man. Until then, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Much love. Peace.